Welcome to the Wider Than Access podcast, a brand new podcast aimed at raising the aspirations of young people by providing insights, frank discussions and practical tips on how to succeed and win at school through to university and your first graduate role. We hope this podcast will give you the lessons we wish we had learned earlier on. This podcast is brought to you by the Wider Than Access Network and is hosted by Milambo Makani, Terry Prempe and Ola Sani. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Wider Than Access podcast. This week, we're discussing mentors. We will dive into why it is important for students and young people to find mentors and how to build and most importantly, maintain relationships with these mentors. And also, we will then give you guys some resources that we would recommend if you'd like to find out more about this topic. Personally, I think this is a very important topic, you know, especially for young people at university or at the very start of the career. Navigating the working world can be quite challenging and even more so if you're aiming to do so with very limited experience or foresight. So therefore, finding the right mentors can often make a huge difference in career outcomes. But before we get on with today's podcast, you know, we need to make sure and find out how everyone is doing. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, I'm good, man. I think it's just been a busy week. But I'm glad we're back recording. Um, it's been a while since we've been on a podcast episode, so I'm looking forward to today's discussion. But yeah, not too bad. How are you guys getting on? Likewise, man. I think it's work is busy, and I'm just uh, trying to strike the right balance between work and you know just making sure you know my, my personal life, you know my fitness, um, all of that is in check. So I'm trying to pick up new sports, um, you know, just to, you know just to, just to keep motivated, uh, which has been going quite well so Excellent. far. Excellent. As for me, I've just uh, started as an NQ. Congratulations. And uh, it's been, it's, thank you, thank you, thank you. Congrats, thank you. man. And it's been, <laughs> it's been very good. You know, we had a bit of training and then now I'm trying to get into my stride to understand um, what I'll be doing and what will be, be expected of me as an, as an NQ at the firm. Okay, great. Great. Um, and I guess we can sort of dive right into it now. Um, so mentors, the topic for today, um, I know this is something that we all feel quite passionately about because I guess we've, we've all been beneficiaries of having good mentors along the way, um, both in our, you know, professional lives and in our personal lives. And, and I guess now we're, we're a bit older, we've, we've sort of had the opportunity to be mentors to some of the younger guys coming through. Um, and I think it's a really important topic for us to discuss. So my first question to you is what did you learn from your first ever mentor? Um, because for me, that was the, the point I realised that mentoring is really important. Um, having somebody share knowledge with me, I just did not know. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to find out what was your first experience with a mentor and what did they teach you? My first experience of a mentor was was when I started applying to law firms and I was working with organisations like Aspiring Solicitor, SEO London and uh, Rare Recruitment. And they paired me with someone that had successfully gone through that process of applying to training contracts and had just secured a vacation scheme. And that was something that I was looking to do and, uh, and, and, and aiming to do. So when I was put in touch with, with this person, they just literally gave me the blueprint of the process, how it works. And, um, and they started to offer little nuggets of information in terms of how to 
right good applications that could maximize my success of getting through to the next stage and being potentially invited to an interview where I would then have the chance to to shine and 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 present myself to the to the firm that I was applying to. That's that's great, man. I think I think I've had similar experiences, like you know, um, you know, when I was at university through like the diversity organizations, like Rare Recruitment, you know, Aspiring Solicitors, SEL, you know, where you know we often get trained and and kind of linked up with you know either trainee solicitors or associates. So that was that was quite helpful. Um, I would say my first experience though has been definitely when I was in high school and you know when uh, when a trainee solicitor came and did a talk you know and then I even though I would say it, it wasn't the longest mental relationship but I think the advice they gave me you know at that point you know just gave me a, a strong sense of direction because they spoke about you know the type of, of subject for instance you know that law firms and universities you know um, would look favorably on you know, at, you know, um, you know, at, at the, at the kind of sixth form level, you know, they spoke about just, just the, just the realities of the industry, how competitive it is. And I think just being aware of that at a very, very early age, um, just meant that I was, I was better positioned, um, just to really prepare myself in terms of applications, internships, um, you know, and even right now in my in my career, so I would say definitely that. Nice. Um, having listened to your answers and having the benefit of hindsight, I'm I'm gonna throw it back even further and say, I think in school, if you're lucky enough to get good teachers, um, they can also be quite good mentors, um, because they know you quite well. You'd hope. Um, that's the hope. Um, and they also can see your potential and what you're capable of, and in doing that, they they can often be quite instrumental in helping guide you know, your academic choices and to an extent your career choices. Um, so I, I know in my, in my, um, in my own personal kind of journey through education, there were some teachers who I just really looked up to. I confided in, I used to speak to quite a lot. Um, and it just so happens I used to really enjoy their subjects in school. Um, and I think that then informed my choices of, you know, what subjects I wanted to study in sixth form. And to an extent that informs what you go on to study at uni and I guess you have to give them credit to an extent to what you end up doing in your professional career as well, because they sort of helped you form, you know, the, the cornerstone of, of whatever you're doing now. And I think in terms of actually the, the mentoring relationship, I think it's somebody you look up to and trust and you seek guidance from. So by that definition, I think teachers are definitely um, falling in that category. I also count sports coaches as well. So I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, and there's something about sports coaches and if they can encourage you and make you play hard and be better, um, that relationship can be very fruitful and you can learn a lot. So I think, while well, I totally agree with your examples and I can, I went through the rare process. I had some great mentors at rare as well. And at uni, um, I definitely think, you know, the process does start a lot earlier. And I think if you, if you're a young person listening to this now, by all means, don't think you have to wait till you're applying for training contracts, wait till you're applying for unis to seek out mentorship. Um, if you're ready to learn, there are people along the way um, who can really guide, you know, your your steps. Um, and I think that's really important. And I guess just sort of piggybacking off what Malambo said, I remember when I was at uni and had um, a mentor, which was one of my friends who was a year older than me, um, going through the, the legal process and the applications. He literally showed me all the law firms to apply to. Had he not done that, 
I would have been absolutely clueless of where I could sort of work. Um, so I think in terms of actually just sort of, you know, looking at, w- at what a mentor is, it could be somebody who's even younger than you. They just might know more than you on a topic. Um, and that's okay too. I think that's absolutely important that we also highlight that mentors are not just reserved or restricted towards the legal profession or when you're trying to get ahead in the legal profession. But it's just the life itself, you know. Just as you mentioned, Terry, you know, we, we need mentors in our, in our everyday life just to help us navigate and, and, and get through life in terms of where we want to be and where we're going. On that note, I would love to discuss with you guys ways in which students or young professionals can identify the right mentors and maintain the relationships with those mentors. You know, how do they go about doing this? What are your thoughts on that, Ola? I think, um, I think that's a very, very good question to explore. And I feel like people, uh, young people can have, um, can have the tendency of overcomplicating it, right? Because sometimes the right mentors can be right in front of you, you know. So as Terry mentioned, you know, earlier, you know, it could be your teachers or it could even literally be someone who's just one year or two years above you. So let's say you're like in your first year of university and you know some second or third year students you know, who have managed to secure internships or, you know, managed to do really well academically, they, like, they would be the literally the most approachable and easy kind of mentor figures. So it doesn't necessarily always have to be someone who's super senior, you know, like a, like a, like a partner, a law firm, an MD at a bank. It can literally be someone just a few steps above you. And I actually find that, you know, when you, you know, when you target kind of um, kind of more more junior mentors you know um, their like advice would actually be a lot more relatable to you because it wasn't so long ago that they were in your position so they can really kind of uh, relate to what it was like to be in your shoes right and you know their like advice can be a lot more specific whereas if it's someone who's kind of 10 years down the line for instance um, you know in 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 your chosen career field um, they may not necessarily have that level of 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 insight as to what it is right now. So, for instance, you know, I was doing applications six years ago, right? And you know, for the last five six years, I've not had to make any applications, you know, since I've I've, I've since graduated, started my career, and qualified. But I still get messages from students, for instance, asking me about like interview process, application advice. You know, whilst whilst I can give some general guidance, I think since it's been so long ago, there's only so much that I can actually offer value. You know, whereas if they directed those questions to like, I don't know, fellow students or, you know, trainees, you know, or, or interns, I think um, they would find that 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 the advice and feedback would be a lot more kind of. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree with that. I mean, one of the things I, I always find interesting, Ola, is that, as you say, when you get approached by a student saying, you know, I'm applying to your firm um, and they say, I, I'm just interested to know, you know, what questions did they ask you in the interview? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can just about remember what happened yesterday as opposed to like, what happened a good, in my case, four years ago um, in an hour interview when I was sort of an undergraduate at uni. Um, and, and like you say, there's somebody who would have gone through the process a lot more recently and be a lot more clued up. Um, and I know, for example, applications have changed a lot 
Um, I know if we were to apply to our firms today, we'd have to do a lot of research on the application process because it would look totally different to how it did um, back when we were sort of undergrads looking for TCs. Um, I guess, Malambo, to sort of counter what Ola said um, a bit, I think you definitely need mentors nearer to your peer group who can kind of relate to your journey. But I think you can also aim to have, you know, those mentors who are just so wise and knowledgeable um, and who can share general kind of in the in the context of law experience of how their career has been, what they've experienced, how they got to where they are. So you can sort of see the path it takes um, to get to what they what they've achieved. Um, and I think, Ola, like you said, the relatable ones are your, you know, people who, are, who have done something recently that you're trying to do. Those mentors are really useful. But also having those, you know, those partners who you can go to and, and have a conversation with um, and that can be really inspirational in your life or, you know, have those people who you aspire to be like one day or who have a lot of qualities that you would like to develop. I think those long-term mentors are really important and I think you have to strike a balance. Um, and as a student, I know it's difficult because how do you approach those really senior figures dropping somebody a, a LinkedIn request and saying, hi, I, I see you're the managing partner of this law firm. I'd, I'd really like a mentor isn't necessarily the best approach. Um, but having more senior mentors who, who can give you different advice um, is, is really important. And I think how that's played out for me is since starting work, um, you know, when you have a chance to work with more senior associates, partners, counsel, they're so knowledgeable. Um, they know so much and that knowledge is really really valuable um, but then like Ola says from a trainee's perspective it's the junior associates who give you the most relatable advice on how to sort of get by a day to day um, and that's I guess in the short term um, a lot more useful but I guess in the kind of longer term having having the balance is, is really good. So what is the best approach of reaching out to someone you've identified as your potential mentor? I think I think from my from my view, they're like two different approaches, right? I think for someone who is um, kind of at the same, like roughly at the same level as you, or, or slightly above you, I think it's it's best to keep it as organic as possible. You know, uh, for instance, when I was you know at, still at university, you know, and applying for internships, I would go to law societies, you know. Um, go go on sporting events you know um and if i find or come across someone who's who's kind of done something that i'm also keen on doing you just drop them a message keep it um light friendly be be polite show engagement with them you know and if they give you advice i think um you know and which you which you think could be helpful and i, I would say actually try and apply it and not just apply it actually then go to them and and let them know about a follow-up about like what like what you've done um and what the outcome of that and i think that is quite a, in, like a, a powerful way to kind of build and maintain uh your, your relationships because it makes them invested in your success because they can see okay cool i'm, I'm actually giving someone advice they're taking it on and they are improving as a result of it. And I think it, it, it makes them more keen to kind of continue to see you grow. Um, and I think even now, you know, as a as a as an associate, you know, me going to senior associates, asking them for advice, applying it, them seeing the results, you know, me coming back, following up, and thanking them. That's that that's a, you know, that's a quite an easy way 
um, to to build uh, those relationships and it, it keeps people invested in you. Terry, this one is for you. And um, what value can mentees add towards the mentor-mentee relationship? Because as a mentor, you are going to be giving advice. You're going to be sharing information, things that you've hard-earned and, and struggled to, to gain, right? And it will all be for nothing. So as a mentee, what value can you bring towards that relationship? So you're not just constantly taking or just extracting something from someone else yeah that's that's a really really good question um and i guess as i've sort of been able to sort of step into the mentor role a bit more i'm a lot more well informed about what the mentee can add to that relationship um because often like you say the mentee i think feels a sense of guilt because it's i'm taking 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 and i'm I'm not giving anything it's like i'm wasting this person's time and i don't even i don't want to even have to bother them i know they're busy or successful whatever it is i'm not going to speak to them Um, i know i've been there um and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that i think the 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 point ola raised about people being invested in your success is a really really big one um i know having mentored some you know law students going through the process um in the last couple of years when I've heard news of a future lawyer, a trainee actually getting a TC, I'm I'm more happy than when I even got the news of my own TC, which was like such a long time ago. Um, and I'm so invested in their success. And I guess even one of the things I know law students really appreciate is, you know, somebody going through their applications um, and you read their application, maybe spot a typo or say, have you thought about this? And just, you know, helping them improve um, their application writing skills. And, I think as a mentor, it's really rewarding when you when you go through that process with somebody and you see how they started with their first application saying, yeah, I think I'm only going to do one and I think I'll get this TC um, right towards the end of the process where they've done loads of good applications to loads of good firms and they've taken on board lots of the tips you've given them. I think as a mentor, that's really rewarding because you've seen that improvement. You've seen them get closer to you know, their goal of a training contract, a job or an internship, whatever it is. Um, And I think in terms of mentors who take the role of mentor seriously, understand that people's lives can genuinely change with just bits of information and knowledge that you might have. Um, And I think I personally take that responsibility very seriously. So I don't feel like my mentees bother me or are like, what do you want? It's not that situation. It's more like, when I haven't heard from a mentee in a while, I'm like, hmm, where's this person? Because I know they should still be writing applications, but I haven't seen any recently. Um, and it's more that kind of situation. Um, but I think the mentee needs to realise that mentors genuinely, if you've developed that relationship and you you are, um, you know, invested. And like Ola said, I think there's a process for that investment to come. It doesn't just happen like you drop a cold approach and say, I want you to mentor me. And there's an, a relationship where I really want you to do art. It doesn't happen like that in reality. But once you have formed that relationship, the mentor is definitely invested in your journey and, and where they can help. Um, you know, I, I don't see any any issue with them doing that. And I don't see any reason why they wouldn't want you to do as well as you can. I guess the only thing I'd be conscious of is, you know, sometimes people are really busy. So it might not be that they're not trying to mentor you. It might just be they've got so much going on um, that that bandwidth to sort of impart knowledge into you might not always be there when you need it. Um, but I think, yeah, that investment in the journey is a is a real key. So what I think is that the importance of it is not only just um, taking or extracting information, 
but it's also about what the mentor can what sorry what the mentee can can do and that can also be in a way that to make the whole conversation a lot easier for instance if you're setting up a a, a catch-up call you know maybe send a calendar invite or at least offer to reduce the administration burden on 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 your mentor just to make their lives a little bit easier or if you're catching up in person for instance uh offer to go for coffee somewhere that is close towards their their place of work so they can easily just like you know like pop out and then and then um have that conversation with you or and then you know get get on with your business so i really think like the admin side of things can 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 really 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 make a big difference and i would add to that actually by saying do not underestimate the amount of value that you you know even if you're quite junior can actually offer to your men to your mentors right you know because there might be for instance like you might have more time to actually help them with some of their big projects so if you can you can offer to assist them you know on stuff you can or maybe you have people within your network you know with who may not necessarily be as useful to you but are somehow relevant to your mentor so if you're able to kind of assist them connect them with with you know other people um that could be beneficial for them or whatever they're trying to do i think that would kind of make it a more a more of a reciprocal relationship you know and it will kind of ease the burden of thinking yeah you, you're just like just taking their time and not offering them anything yeah um i think i think that's a really good point ola um and and you'd hope if somebody has agreed to be a mentor they want to do it they're not feeling forced nobody forces you to be a mentor if, if it's not something you're you're interested in um then don't do it I don't think it's one of those things which people should do to say I'm a, I'm a mentor so I can put it on my CV because it's a, it's a really important job and it takes time. Um, it takes effort. And I think, you know, it takes practice to be good at it. Um, but I guess just kind of summarizing some of the, the themes we've been through in terms of the types of mentors we've had. So we've identified that a mentor isn't just somebody really senior in a role that you're interested to get one day. Um, and the approach of, you know, emailing 50 people speculatively on LinkedIn because you see they're a, a partner or um, the equivalent level at, you know, these corporate firms might not be the best approach. I think we've seen that a mentor can literally be a, a peer, somebody who could be a year older than you, even your same age, but just has more knowledge than you. And I guess the only caveat I would add, which we probably haven't mentioned, is just you might need a bit of humility to approach somebody of your same age and say, look, I need help. And you know more than I do. Um, and that will, that will take you a long way. Um, I guess we've also said you can have, you know, mentors who are teachers, sports coaches, or mentors who you don't have much contact with them, but they might inspire you through one meeting or two meetings. And you think, yeah, I know that person really inspired me. Um, and I think like Ola said, that, that counts, that counts as a mentor. Cause that counts as somebody who you look back on and you say, that person helped me get from step A to step B. And I really appreciate that. Um, and then you get the more sort of longer term mentors who you, you build that relationship up with. Um, I guess the challenges we've, we've looked at have been, how do you start that relationship with somebody? It's, it's very difficult. Is it a, a load of LinkedIn requests or is it like Ola said, going to events, networking, making it more organic? Um, it has to be intentional. You have to be in the right places to meet somebody and to, to get them to be interested in your story and, and see a reason to want to invest in you. Um, and I think that that's often done 
better in person at events and people help those who help themselves. So if you're showing, you're turning up to these sorts of events and you're looking for people to guide you, um, you, you'll tend to find that there are people willing to help with that. Um, and I guess in terms of who is the mentor and what can the mentor get out of it, I guess we've identified that once you build up that relationship with somebody, they're invested in your success as well. They want you to do well. Um, and more often than not, it's not a situation of you bothering them. It's it's more, they just want you to succeed. Um, and I guess we're nearly at the end of the podcast today. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And as you know, this has been ongoing. We've been away for a while, but we're back now. Um, and we need your support. And one of the ways you can support us is through iTunes and Spotify, if you, whichever you're listening through, give us a five-star review and let us know your thoughts. Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Leave us comments and how can we improve? If you want us to feature guests, what kind of guests would you like? I know we have a few in the pipeline, um, so that's something to look out for. Um, but please, please do get in touch and, and engage with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and I'm going to hand over to Ola. Yeah, so now for our resource of the week, you know, and... Um which we will link to the to the uh, podcast show notes if you guys would like to explore further. But th- my resource of the week is a book by Carla Harris. It's called Expect to Win. So Carla Harris, she was one of the very first uh, African-American female managing directors at Morgan Stanley. And in this book, she basically breaks down how junior people and young people can really, really excel at the start of their career you know, she, she kind of breaks down the importance of first impressions and and your first 90 days starting a new job, you know, and the ways in which you can really make sure um, that you're generating positive momentum. You know, why I mention it is she also has a really, really helpful chapter, probably one of the best I've, I've ever read on mentorship in the book. So if you guys would like to explore more of this topic, then I would heavily recommend uh, you, you check out the book. So hopefully we've given you some valuable information to think about. You know, if we have, uh, then please uh, go on uh, iTunes and Spotify or check us out on social media. You know, we are, we are quite active on Instagram and LinkedIn. And um, we hope you've enjoyed. And this is us for another week. And we look forward to sharing more tips in our next episode.